Hi everyone, welcome back to Views from Gen Z. I'm your co-host Tanya. And this week actually we have a few guests. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Sure, so my name is Fatima. I'm um, a 20-year-old um, <laughs> Gen Zer living through this pandemic. And we're all in the same program, like the yeah. university program. Um, hi, my name is Alina. I'm also Gen Z. I am 21. And yeah. Yeah, she's a 99. Just off 2000. It's all good. Um, so today we're going to be doing a little girls talk. We're going to do have a bunch of topics and points of conversation. So stay tuned. Okay, so um, I had a few <laughs> topics in mind. How have you guys uh, been handling quarantine? It's year? interesting. It has like um, it has its impacts on your mental health and on your work schedule, and then you have to learn how to like navigate that. I remember when uh, quarantine first started. Like, I had never worked from home before, and. Like, I had to move back home from being on campus. And so I had to get, like, fully adjusted to how to work from home. And now it's just so normal. Like, it's crazy to think that we've been in quarantine for a year. <laughs> it feels like uh, you're already it doing this like and this short, is part of you now. But it also just the whole routine. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, my sister was saying that, like, because of yeah. the COVID, we've changed the way that we, like, experience time because we're so, like, we live in our house a lot of the time. Like, you don't, like, it's so easy to not even see, like, the day going from sunlight to dark. You don't even notice time is passing. Yeah. yeah. That's literally right. Like, you work on assignments and stuff, and then you look outside, you're like, yeah, and I just like, at least when you're not quarantine like you have a routine established like you have to wake up every morning at a certain time and get dressed and leave the house and it's so it's easy to tell like what day of the week it is like what time it is like when you eat lunch it's even like it's not the same in quarantine like there is no like, at least for me like there's no standard time I wake up or eat breakfast or eat dinner like yeah I remember when we when we were going when you had That's like true. in person um all the time like we would wake up at a certain time and then we would have to because we had class at like 11 or 11 30 or 10 we'd have to remember that there's like take a shower and then eat something and then go to class and then after that all of us would have like a room like we have a ux um lab that we would go to so we would just sit there and then talk and then there would just be so many certain things that you would do during the day that now you're just you're also studying in the same room as you sleep. I mean, for probably most of us. I don't know. Some people may have, like, home offices yeah. or something. But, yeah. That yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> like, it's just, and I know that, remember in psychology? I'm not sure. I took psychology and so did Alina and um, Fatima. But we learned that, like, sleeping and doing studying in the same room isn't, like, the best for... Your... Yeah, you condition yourself to sleep in a room. So if you try and study in the same room, you'll get sleepy when you start studying. And it's going to be harder for you to focus. Actually, someone um, in the same like psychology, psychology courses we took, I learned that like it's actually better if you're trying to retain information to study in more than one area. 
and then that actually helps you learn better. And you can't do that in quarantine because even like the the coffee shops are like closed and stuff. I remember at the beginning when a few things were open, I would go to like a coffee shop if I couldn't focus at home. But even that, like you can't do anymore. Yeah, literally like now, like everyone's, me included, I'm buying like oil diffusers. Yeah. <laughs> Like investing in coffee creamer, <laughs> oat milk, like you know, tea. Yeah, experimenting more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't drink like coffee yeah. on the regular before, and now like my sister, she whenever she's like, "Do I'm making coffee? Do you want some?" I'll be like, "Yeah." Like I don't even like coffee. I just <laughs> I'm like burnt out <laughs> working in quarantine. Like I need something to keep me awake and going. You know. <laughs> no, that totally makes sense. Okay, say, say you're you get up in the morning, okay, and like, do you get dressed for the day or is it like you just don't care? Um, well, it depends on the day. Like, if I have work, then yeah, I have to like I'm gonna put on a presentable outfit with like, you know, with a bra. But with when I don't have work, I put on oversized T-shirt, hoodie, like. Pajama pants, yeah, no jeans, no leggings. Clothing. Yeah, that's literally it. I feel like everybody does that thing where you're like your top half is very presentable and then your bottom half you're just wearing pajamas. I actually read this thing um, where um, a bunch of companies, I forget what it's called, it's like pretty sizing or something like that. Well, they will make clothes a certain size and they know it's that certain size, but they'll label it as a smaller size to get people to buy it more. Um, and so there is oh. no like standardization of sizing in oh the female That's yeah, in the female clothing industry for that reason. Like they do it on purpose because they know like people want to be the lower sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that makes it so that different companies have different sizes for the same size of jeans, the same like action. yeah. And if you go somewhere, like I am usually like a twenty nine to thirty. But, like, if I go somewhere, I don't know, I don't know, wherever, but um, if I go to, say, Blue Notes or something, and I'm, like, a 30, like, 2, and, I've like, I'm just going to think of myself, like, oh, like, that just puts you down, because you're, like, wow, yeah. I'm, like, why am I so big or something? Yeah. Because <laughs> it just, I don't understand why their sizing is, like, like, I understand because they want to make profit off of it, but. It just hurts the whole body dysmorphia thing even more. Yeah, that's true too. And that's like another thing like that, like going back to the quarantine discussion. I've never Mm -hmm. spent so much time looking at my face in my entire life. (laughs) You just zoom all day. And like if I'm on a call and my camera is on, like I'll pin my face instead of pinning the content because I don't want to <laughs> look dumb. And so I literally spend the whole like if it's a lecture looking at my face, like that isn't that so weird. Yeah, and that like is not good for like if you're already like you have like body dysmorphic tendencies. Like, that's mm-hmm. not fun because I noticed that, like, I started wearing more makeup now or, like, I pay way more attention to my face. And, like, that's, yeah. like, like I wonder what type of long-term effects that has on someone, you know? That's true. Mental health effects. 
that could totally be like a longitudinal study or something yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god you should do that yeah fatima do it i should do that yeah and i was also thinking about um like that in combination with like being in quarantine it makes me at least use my phone more um and go on oh, social yeah, media definitely. more and social media they have all of these filters and you don't even notice when you put like the face filters on that like it like changes the shape of your nose it makes it smaller makes your lips big sometimes and so like you'll get used to like how your face looks with the filter and then you'll take it off and be like shook that you look how you look i'm not even joking (laughs) you every sometimes when i go on snapchat and like i put a filter on and i'm looking at myself and then i and then i press x and it takes the filter off i'm like Bro, why do I look like yeah, that? Yeah, and it's so bad because <laughs> like, how you look normally is how you look normally, and how you look with a filter is what's considered pretty. And like, you like you like feel so bad about yourself, and you shouldn't. In terms of self care, like, what do you like do to take care of yourself? videos lots and lots of bts videos oh yes as you should (laughs) that's that's literally for mental health um physical like not physical like i guess physical health um sometimes walks but being in Brantford doesn't make that a safe option (laughs) um like if i want to go on walks you know, you always have to go with someone because Bramford's just, you know, sketchy as hell. Um, but definitely skincare. But honestly, skincare isn't really a routine. It's like, you're just like, oh, I don't feel like it today. I'm too tired. Or like, it doesn't, nighttime doesn't feel like nighttime. Yeah. So I don't do the routine. Mm. Or you burn out by the end of the day, so you don't even want to do it. So normally, like, when before quarantine, like, you would walk to school and then you'll come back or, like, grocery shop or whatever. But there's an actual, like, routine where you go outside, you come inside, and then you're home for a couple hours. And then you're like, oh, this is, um, it's, like, 10 p.m. It's time to wash my face and everything. Yeah, a routine helps. Yeah, That's why you gotta develop a quarantine routine. What do you do, Fatima? Like... Well, I had to, like, I had to, like, set time limits on my social media so I'm not on them all day. And, like, if you're staring at the screen all day, you literally have to take a break from your screen. So I got, like, glasses with the blue light filters. Yeah. Yeah, and I started, I started working out, like, doing, like, home workouts. And, oh, my God, honestly, it, like, helped so much. Like, I stopped. I need to start again. I did one of, like, Chloe Ting's 30-day challenges. It was so, like, it was hard. Stop. (laughs) <laughs> it was super hard. Yeah. And, like, I oh started dying halfway through like her videos half of the time because like, <laughs> she's crazy. But like you do the 30-day thing mm-hmm. one time and then just working out becomes so much easier. And I know like I sound like a gym bro, but it's so good for your mental health. Like you could feel so bad before you work out and after you work out, you just like like you were like I, at least me, I spend like a whole hour mm-hmm. just like wow, I look so pretty in the mirror and it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the endorphins are running. It's just good for your mm-hmm. mental health. 
the thing about Chloe Ting is like she she has yeah. that cute accent and she makes you like you know she it sounds like oh no big deal but in reality <laughs> what she's telling you to do oh is my death. god like some of her workouts the low impact version is deadly and it's it's like the modified version like she has this move where you do up and down planks but then also jumping oh. jacks at the same time so it's up and down jacks girl I cannot do mm-hmm. That okay, and her low impact version <laughs> is up and down like planks. Like, excuse me, that's what you're calling low impact. <laughs> and her warm ups aren't even yeah. warm ups. Yeah, let's go cleanse your warm ups. Like, the, the stuff that she does is like basically like a version of CrossFit. Like, that's I did CrossFit two summers ago, mm-hmm. um, and it was really intense. I did it for three months or something, and really intense but really good like you i specifically remember like one or two workouts that i did that killed me there was like this is just one part of the workout but you have to take these like weighted balls and do squats and when you come up from the squat you throw it against the wall but like there's a certain height that you have to throw it at and it's pretty high and there's like you have to do 70 of those or 80 of those and that's just one part of oh. the whole exercise. Girl, that sounds crazy. But I'm oh, using like quarantine no. to get like you know how like like um people are like I'm gonna glow up. Like we should just like yeah. frame quarantine as like a time to glow up where like you go in looking like a bum and then as soon as the world opens up, you're so beautiful and everybody's <laughs> amazed and then it's like you snatch and it's hot girl summer and like oh my god. Bro, that's what I thought in the beginning. I was like, I would be potato going into this, but then coming out of it, I'm gonna look like, you know, a curvy, a curvy potato. potato. <laughs> so that was my mentality going into it, but you know, it's changed. Oh, a squash, a oh, squash, you're right. squashes are curvy. But yeah, you know what? I need mm-hmm. to get back into that mentality. It goes, it's hard go though with the out. like mental health stuff with like quarantine that goes on and off it's hard to be consistent that's why i do the challenge at the beginning to like like develop a habit it takes 21 days to develop a habit right and then you can like once the habit is developed then you can just go off of it um but yeah i need to get back into that working out is how i self-care and then when i really really burn out um i do this thing where like i put on a full face of makeup and like like my prettiest clothes and i just take selfies in front of the mirror and put on like music and vibe with like the tiktok lights wow <laughs> i hope that you have enough motivation to do that you know you telling me that i'm like that's a lot of work like i have to be like yes i need to do this like actually like pick out the outfit that's a lot of like mental you know strength and then um makeup that makeup takes a long time and like, and then you have to like pose but that takes a lot to it's do like fun that's, to me though weird. you know that's when i'm like when i have like way too much stuff to do and like like thinking about it gives me a headache like that's what i do but you know what that's that's a good way to like take your mind off of it and then go back to yeah. it later because i for me like i always most of the days like four probably four day, four out of five days i try to like you know, I get dressed up and dressed up as in like I take a shower and I pick on my outfit and I make it look cute to a certain extent because I know that for to be honest, like where am I going to wear these outfits? It's been a year of quarantine. Like 
I'm not leaving those clothes in there yeah. for years, so I might as well I might as well wear it. And then yeah, I have to like do my accessories and everything because I feel like it just makes me feel more productive during the day. And I think that's a thing. Also, I've heard it and I've seen it online somewhere um, that it makes you feel more productive. But um, yeah, that's what I do. And then I also recently bought a guitar. I had one I got one for Christmas but then that one was broken or was not working and so I had to return it and then I recently got another one and so I'm trying to learn to play the guitar so that's another thing sometimes I just pick it up and do that and then I'm also trying to learn Korean <laughs> I don't know how well that's going. Why do you say it like that? Because it's what? because I said it like that. Because, because I said it like that because I don't know how well it's going. I I have to do it. I do it sometimes. I don't do it consistently. You should so, get Duolingo. I have a fifty like six day streak on it because they made it so much fun <gasps> to learn. Oh, I do have Duolingo. Wow. Oh. But like, I just need to get back into it. I feel like I'm doing. Well, no, you're doing a lot of things but i think i'm doing a lot of things too so i'll just forget (laughs) no i have like notifications it's the notifications that get me and all of the have you seen the memes about the owl like the murders you should go search them up they're so funny (laughs) and honestly i think i internalized the the doing meme owl like um um, because every time the notification pops up like i feel a little bit threatened and i like need to do you're right. <laughs> you need to do it, otherwise Every the owl will be like me. evil and mad at me, or they will be sad. But <laughs> oh my god, <gasps> you're right. Wait, what language are you learning? On I Duolingo? have been trying to learn Arabic for like so long, and so <laughs> so I was like, I downloaded <sighs> Duolingo, and we're learning Arabic. And even though I have a fifty day, fifty eight day streak, I feel like I only know like one word, but it's okay. <laughs> is sorry is arabic like called the language is the language called arabic or it's arabic like sort of like chinese but chinese not a language it's mandarin and cantonese no it's called arabic but there's different like dialects of it so there's like lebanese arabic egyptian arabic and they all sound a little bit different but it's the same like like foundational vocabulary so because oh, arabic is spoken in most Middle yeah. Eastern countries. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have a correction. My parents were talking about this the other day, and they're like, "We're like, why do we say Middle Eastern? It's not even Middle Eastern. You know why it's Middle Eastern? Because the in, the British people are like the the white people who came to, or found out about that area. We're like, it's between England and the east of Asia. So we're gonna call it the Middle yeah, East. <laughs> so." Yeah, but it's actually West Asia. But, you know, everybody just says Middle East because <laughs> it is what it is, I guess. Because the white people said so. Because of colonization. Because <laughs> of colonization. Yeah, but it's actually, like, it's it's a really hard language to learn. Like, I heard it has, like, way, like, yeah. at least three times the amount of words as English. And, like, the way they write the script, like, you like you change the pronunciation from, like, a A sound to a O sound, and the whole world, the whole whole word changes its meaning. It's so... That's exactly, like, Yeah, it's too. so, like, it's, specific, you know? 
even Mandarin, you, is there Mandarin and Japanese are so hard to learn too. They're like harder than Korean. Yeah. Right. <sighs> it is hard. They have like thousands like... of characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like even your tone of voice when you say a word, like even <laughs> the slight change of like like um for example like ah uh, to ah uh, like those are different words. What? That's crazy. <laughs> So literally, you have to like be super careful with pronunciation. But yeah, language learning languages wow. that will exercise your brain. You know that like, like I think I've seen like a visual where it's like when you're learning a language, a lot of parts of your brain, like different parts of your brain, all light up. It's good. Yeah, it's good for your. Um, it's good Keep to your memory ready. Have you guys picked up any, or do you guys have found any new foods or any new recipes that you cooked in quarantine? Oh, yes. At the beginning of quarantine, I think there was like um, a, t- a moment in time on social media where literally everybody was baking. I don't know if you guys remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, she giggled. I think she remembered. Yes. <laughs> and I like made, I baked focaccio, which is like Italian bread. Oh my um, god, it's no, so it's good. I, like, I actually have rosemary, um, it's like bread is like carbs, and obviously it's not like like nutritionally that good for you, but oh my god, it tastes amazing. Yeah. I actually have rosemary in my fridge because I'm, I'm, I'm meaning to make some soon. Focaccia? Yeah, so and like the only like bad thing about it is literally takes like a whole half cup of olive oil. It's a lot of olive oil. It's really good with hummus wow. or oh even my god, with but that like sounds really balsamic nice. and olive oil yeah. mix a little bit. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Yummy. We've also been making pretty much the same version of this Dalgona coffee for so long. It's just we 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 do the same thing. We like, we beat it, but we drink it with hot. We drink it hot, mm-hmm. so we boil the milk and then um, you put like that coffee mixture in like three different. Um, cups and then you pour the milk in and you just mix it mm-hmm. and it's basically the same thing I guess it's the double one but it's cold but I've been drinking that oh. for so long dang yes okay we'll try yeah, it this it's time kind of interesting to talk milk. to people about like what drinks they had in their childhood that other people would think were weird because um I remember um, thinking about like because I'm I'm from Kenya right so um, I grew up drinking like avocado smoothies where you just take an avocado and you blend it with milk and you add honey. Whoa. <laughs> um. So next. And oh my god. Question mark. It love it, but people think it's so weird. Yeah, I mean it's not weird. I mean it is weird because you've never thought about yeah. it, you know. But I mean. That's true. For that area, that's probably like super good. I mean, it probably is good. It's just weird. Our taste, our palates have never i've actually thought about this before like my palate if i went to like um i don't know like literally any maybe some asian countries or like polynesia or hawaii even like they don't really season specifically like Mm -hmm. hawaii and like polynesia i guess but um i saw a video like they don't really season their food like that much because i mean historically like they don't have too many seasonings over there anyways so like most of their stuff mm. is um like fish or seafood or 
you know, stuff that they grew on the island. But I, if I were to go and yeah. eat their food now, like, over there, like, I don't, I don't think I would like it. Just because, like, my palate is so used to spices yeah. and, like, different flavors and, like, seasonings and mm-hmm. just all this, like, mix of so much stuff that if I go there and eat something that's not, I just think in my head that it's bland. But it's not bland. It's just, for them, it's, like, not... It's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. Does that have to do with, like, um, like sensitivity of your tongue and the way you grow up? Like, how your tongue adapts to whatever it's doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess... <laughs> You're the expert. I guess it has to do with, like, um, like the environment you grow up. Like, there's this thing called um, synaptic pruning, which um, is, happens when you're a little baby. Oh, now there's a recording at the top of the screen. Yes. With the time. I didn't have that before. Oh, yeah. what? Yeah. It was there the whole time. What the heck? Yeah. It's called... Um, Baddie Wex. I mean, maybe it's just your eyes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> what is the shade in this pocket? Anyways, synaptic pruning. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um so you asked if like um like your taste buds adapt or something. Um and there's this there's this like whole debate in science of nurture versus nature. Like are you born right. a certain way or uh, and that determines how you uh like behave and stuff or do you live in a certain environment and the environment determines how you live? And so like the the most uh, popular scientific belief is it's a com- uh, like it's a combination of both. And so, if I was to answer your question about like taste buds, I would like answer that question the same way and say that mm-hmm. a little bit of it depends on your genetics and how your your parents and your grandparents ate, and that would determine how your taste buds um, like respond respond to taste. Like when you were born, like you have a certain spice tolerance, and that might be higher or lower than people. But then also, if you live in a certain environment for a while, I think you can take your your natural base level of like receptiveness to certain tastes up. Like so, if you move from like England to India, like you and you live in India for a long time, like you would probably become more receptive to spiciness. Bro, that's such a huge change. <laughs> yeah. From England so to India? <laughs> I think it depends on both. Oh, whoa. That's very true. I guess it makes sense because how your ancestors ate, it probably may affect how you would eat if you all were all from that same area, you know? Yeah, and your your genetics, like, like there's science yeah. that proves that like your environment it can contribute to changes in your genetics but also your genetics they can be changed by like they can either stay the same or be changed over time so what's your favorite um food from where you true grew up or like from your host country <laughs> that's, a, that's a good <laughs> question <laughs> host um, country I have to think about that one. <laughs> Alina, you go first while I think. Uh, like your like where I was born or I mean, where I was where I grew up. You can do both because you were okay. you were. Um, Let me think. There's a lot of you food grew options. up in Singapore, right? And you're originally mm-hmm. from China, yes. and you're also yes. Canadian. I was so born, she, so she has three. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was born in China on a trip. I think that was intentional. Yeah, I think I was supposed to be born in China on purpose on a trip, and then right after I popped out, <laughs> my family's like, "Let's go back home." Do you have dual citizenship? Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Singapore doesn't recognize that. <laughs> So, um, I have to hand in a form that's due, like, this September, I think, to say I'm letting go of the Singaporean citizenship. But, anyways, that's a later problem. Um, favorite food? I don't know. There's, like, there's this noodle dish. Wait, it's called like laksa. Heard... Why do I feel like i It's basically... This? You know what it is? Okay, search it up. It's basically, like, a, a spicy noodle with, um... With like shrimp and like whatever meats, um, but honestly, I don't know if it's like I feel like okay, it's Malaysian. It says Malaysian, but um, Singapore right, right, right. at the base level is a mix of you know a lot of Asian cultures. So I'm not really sure where it's originated from, but this I like. Um, really nice. um, there's this thing that we eat. I don't know if it's like because uh, I'm I was. I'm third generation Kenyan, but I have South Asian roots. Um, so there's this thing called masala chips that we eat, and I can't like I don't know if it's um, like African or if it's South Asian, but it's just like fries with a bunch of Indian spices, and it's so good. Like fries, isn't like like fries or oh. you mean chips? Like fries, potato fries. Okay. Oh, <gasps> maybe the British colonized this world oh, I and made when it. First chips. immigrated here. Um, like I had like this is crazy to think of because I don't I don't have it anymore. And I immigrated here in like grade one, two thousand six. I was six. I had like a really really thick African accent that I had to unlearn. Really? And, yeah, and then like I like I was fluent. Okay, oh. so my my dad has his language that he speaks my mom has her language that we they like she speaks in both of those languages like there's they have south asian roots but they're not any of the prevalent languages like urdu or hindi of that region and so like if they get lost generationally they're probably going to be gone forever because they're not spoken by that big amount of people but the funny thing is that like i was always because i grew up in kenya i when I was young, I was fluent in um, uh, Swahili, which is a language of Kenya. And I was more fluent in Swahili oh. than my parents' languages because I went to elementary school here. So when I immigrated here, um, I completely lost my knowledge of that language because I assimilated so well. And I also assimilated out of my accent. But one of my like mm. one of the things I remember is like being out at recess and like telling my friend that like I had chips but, like my mom made me chips for lunch and I was speaking mm. British English so chips to me was fries yeah. and like I pulled them mm. out and she was so excited she's like those are not chips those are fries and I was really confused <laughs> and then I realized that the Canadians they don't call <laughs> chips chips they call chips fries and so that's how I learned that I speak a different English from, <laughs> from Canadians. Yeah, I have a slightly similar, like the assimilated the um, lang like language accent thing. I like relate to that so much because Singaporean accent English is so thick, 
and it sounds like it sounds i don't know if you guys heard um no. a singaporean yeah. accent like you know speaking english before is basically it sounds What? similar really? to a nigerian accent but not the same but it's similar to that yeah and i had wow. a strong singaporean accent i moved here in grade five and then after yeah then i turned <laughs> into so... the accent i'm using right now it's so sad how it's like you have to you i mean i guess it's the way of it's the way it is but assimilate like i just hate that word but like i guess it is what it is it's so sad that you like <laughs> you can lose entire languages like that because even my parents like they don't notice but when they talk to each other they speak in their languages to each other but when they talk to me and my little sister i have three sisters they automatically switch to english because i don't know like i guess they associate us with being like westernized and i'll yeah. tell them like can you talk to me in your language i don't want to lose mm. it and like they'll always forget like they'll switch back to english when they talk to us so <laughs> what is what are their languages so my mom's language is called kachi Um, and these are both like based in Sanskrit, um, which is like the same language oh. that uh, like oh. in Hindi, Hindi Urdu. Yeah, they're they're all based yeah. in that. And then my dad's language, so like it doesn't really have a name because not that many people use it. Um, like like that's how how uncommon of a language it is that like it doesn't have a formalized name but basically we called it um kya kya which means what did they say or what are you saying yeah in, <laughs> in a lot of languages because um my dad's people oh. like they would speak their language and then like uh, like some people like the people around them they wouldn't understand so they would say what are they saying they're speaking yeah yeah, right. yeah. so that became the 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 the, the name of the that language title. yeah <laughs> um, oh my gosh so those yeah, are two two of my parents languages. but wow it's yeah. very interesting <laughs> Ugh, there's so much culture here guys i came here when i was like <laughs> one like two years old so i just I don't really and i was mm-hmm. born like not in punjab where all my family is from it's like another uh state like east yeah east india like super east mm-hmm. where like it's called assam and it was like near um bhutan i don't know if you guys know what bhutan is mm-hmm. bhutan Okay, well, do you know what Myanmar? No. Yeah. It's kind of like China, like that area. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like they they are they mm-hmm. look Asian like but they're like they look east. Like they have East Asian features. Mm-hmm. But they speak Korean, <gasps> like Korean. Oh. Korea. Yeah. Yeah, so they, I know so I know I was like, born over there and like my dad worked in the tea gardens. So that's why I was born there and like mom my mom would always tell me like There was like so many rhinos there. <laughs> oh, and then she's like, yeah, and it was like always hot, and it was this and that, and I'm like, oh, if only I remembered. <laughs> I was like two years old, so I can't remember. But did you ever like look yeah. back at like the photos yeah. and like? Although those didn't jog any memories. <laughs> That's why I'm so impressed when people can still speak Honestly, their mother tongue fluently because it's so easy to bro, use that. Yeah. yeah. That's why I do it. I can speak Hindi like fluently pretty much. Good for you. Like, yeah. I know. That's because cool. I because my I don't know, I just always was super invested. Like I was always super interested in like 
I used to watch Bollywood movies. <laughs> Bro, I was like, I I just I don't know. I was like super into my culture still, and so I wanted to like keep the language. My brother yeah. has no idea. Like Vic, he doesn't know really much at no. all. He can understand it, but he cannot speak it. That's me. Like like if you talk Urdu or Hindi or Punjabi, like I can understand bits and pieces, but I can't speak it back. And my mom's language, like I. Speak Spoken to her on the phone beside people who are fluent in Urdu, and like they cannot tell what I'm saying. I thought they were a little <laughs> bit like similar. Maybe you could catch like no, they are not. Sim- oh, Urdu and Hindi are like pretty. Yeah, much the same. yeah. So like, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, just like speak. I mean, I'm sure Alina. Like, do you know a little bit? I okay. Well, there's a story. So in Singapore, um. Learning Mandarin mm-hmm. is like learning French here, so I would I had till a grade five education, and then so I have a base like you know like um, ability yeah like I can talk to you in Mandarin, but over the years it's kind of lost, and like I can understand what people are saying, but sometimes like when I want to speak like I can speak very simple like survival Mandarin. If you throw me in China and you know nothing else, I can survive. But like having a full on like you know um, intelligent conversation or yeah. like discussing whatever, and I'm, uh, I'm just clueless. It sucks. Yeah, I think like if you're if you're like um, exposed to a lot of your culture's things, like entertainment wise, because that was me growing up. Like I was always my parents always used to watch like Bollywood movies or listen to songs I think those are like the main things that are needed to keep like the culture still going Mm -hmm. because outside like we don't have any family here so Mm -hmm. that's like most that and then food is like the only thing that would connect us back to yeah food oh my god So that's it for our first episode of a two-part series in conversation with Alina and Fatima. So next week we'll be releasing the second part of our talk and it's going to be filled with more conversations. It's going to be around the same length so stay tuned for that and I hope you all are having a happy time in your homes and with your families and stay safe, stay happy and stay healthy. Bye.